Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Have you guys been back into the studios yet or not yet? I wish we haven't yet. We may be able to use these studios in August 17th, or starting August 17th um, from now on just to take some classes, but we're gonna be fully back in January. Okay, all right, awesome. That sounds like a good plan. I mean, it's obviously the best of what you guys can do, right? Yeah, we have to work with what we have, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Many dancers obviously face challenges along their path from the pre-professional route towards a professional career. What are some challenges that you've had to deal with and that you've even overcome along your path? Well, uh, like you said, there's a path, right? And when you're still a student into a professional, you, you feel so much change in your body, especially being a woman. And uh, I think my challenge, my, my first struggle was uh, the way I ate when I was, when I didn't, you know, get my period at first and then my body starts changing so much. And I also changed countries. So my habit of eating was so different, right? So in Brazil, I was, I used to, I used to eat a lot of cheese and bread and rice and beans because it's part of my culture. And uh, when I became more of a woman, I was in the USA in ABT. That was uh, my first school in ABT. And uh, I just had totally different uh, exposure to food, just changing from one country to another and changing diet that definitely like, made me feel a change in my body. And I was so young, so I didn't know how to deal with it. So I feel like I was eating um, so wrong just because I was, I didn't really try to understand what I needed and how to feel my body. And also I didn't have a lot of money to feel my body well. I felt like I gained weight and I was curvy and uh, I, I kind of embraced it in the moment because I was so skinny when I was young <laughs> and I liked it as a woman, but then I was in ABT and ABT is such a beautiful company. Once I understood more what I needed to do, it was more of a okay, I can do both. I can eat well, I can exercise more, and I can actually embrace my body and feel that I'm beautiful. So, As 11 years old, and then the changes that happened from then to like 18 years old. And mm -hmm. um, what happens simultaneously to these changes are a dancer's most rigorous training years. So it can be very difficult on us mentally to go through seeing our body change, turning into more of a woman, having more of a curvier body, while then having this um, old school aesthetic of dance, of balance, mm -hmm. ling lingering and thinking, you know, 
Do I have to look a certain way? Do I have to maintain a certain body type? I love hearing that you try to embrace it while, fi while finding this balance, learning how to fuel your body better, embracing that your body was changing, that you didn't uh, necessarily uh, need to look like a 12-year-old girl anymore. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Especially, I am Brazilian, and I do. I think women are so beautiful. and. Yeah. Dancers are beautiful too, but sometimes it's nice to see a presence of like, you know, really nice, beautiful curves. I think that's also beautiful. It depends on your body, of course. Everybody has a different body, but I do like to embrace that because I think there's so much beauty. Yeah, absolutely. And just the diversity, mm -hmm. body, body diversity in dance and on stage. And we're seeing it more and more, especially in the U.S.-based companies. I definitely feel that we are seeing more diversity. I think the industry has a long way to go. But mm -hmm. I am confident that we are seeing more of this uh, mentality of embracing the female body and caring more about what dancers can do on stage, how they can transcend an audience instead of just focusing on a certain body type or weight number. Absolutely. And that, that is coming for sure. I feel more openness mm -hmm. from this point of view and it's necessary because it's an art form. Would you say there was a specific point in your training that you started to correlate what you were putting on your plate to how you were actually performing on stage? So yes, but that came later on. So in ABT, I had the struggle of figuring it out. I figured out how I could also because of how I lived and my situation. But when I had my first job in Orlando Ballet and I was um, older, I actually started working for six hours. And you feel definitely that you need to feel your body better. After working in Orlando Ballet for three months, I feel like I don't have energy. Of course, it's because I'm a professional and I have to work more hours. So I start having a routine. Make me feel good and I feel like it's what I need. I like to eat something that is going to give me a lot of energy for the next three hours. Uh, have a big dinner, meaning like rice, beans, or like sometimes um, eggplants, vegetables. It's, it sounds like you do focus a lot on balance with complex carbohydrates. And it also sounds like you have realized that you have to fuel multiple times throughout the day. This is very common for dancers that their like lunch is later in the day. It's at like 3 p.m. I've been hearing this a lot. And I think it's just because of your schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in Brazil, I, I used to eat at 12 my biggest meal, but that definitely changed with dance. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it sounds like that routine is also based on what you've learned in your career is helping you feel fueled. Um, yeah. And not just, not just feel good for that day, but also set you up for the next. next day and the next day. And it just sounds like you've experienced in the past maybe not fueling as well and then feeling really tired because of it. Um, so you've learned from those experiences. I have, I have. And I, I felt like I learned even more because I did the YGP about twice. And the YGP was very important for me because it was like leave and change your life or kind of stay in the same place. I was to be so tired. And that's when I figure out I need to eat more at night to have that energy for the next day. To um, 
concepts that I like to educate my the dancers that work with me on. Mm -hmm. The first being intuitive eating, which is where you're listening to your body and you're feeding it. You're listening to your cravings and what you want, and you're not restricting yourself. You're satisfying what you need. You're listening to your hunger cues and your fullness cues. But then there's this other side of eating, which is more performance nutrition based and more planned um, and thinking ahead. And I think it's important for dancers to realize that they can take from both of these mm -hmm. um, different concepts. Like for example, you were saying when you're really stressed because of a comp up upcoming competition, which is something that's so common for young dancers, mm -hmm. you might not want to eat. But the repercussion of that is that you're going to be tired. You're not necessarily going to get through your piece. So you almost have to pre-plan your snacks and your day to, to support what you would need for that competition. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I don't do competitions anymore, but I do some galas. And I've learned from that. A lot of dancers will just try and rely on their hunger cues, but they really can't all the time mm -hmm. because stress, also exercise and a busy schedule in general can blunt our hunger. Oh, um, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're hit three days later with this like insane um, fatigue because exactly. you realize you really haven't eaten enough the past few days. Sometimes I think that I shouldn't have sweets or I don't eat it for a long time and then I eat it, that's it. You know, yeah. and that's what I'm learning as well because I do love sweets, but I feel yeah. like if I uh, reprive myself from having something, it's worse. Right. 100%. I mean, that is the cycle that I talk about with a lot of the dancers who work with me about just this restricting or under eating or depriving ourselves. And it just always ends up yeah. with over, overeating or overindulging. And it's really a matter of trial and error to try and find that gray area between because mm -hmm. I have a sweet tooth also. And it's like, Sometimes I think we can develop a fear over the fact that, you know, maybe I shouldn't touch this because I can't trust myself, but that only makes it worse in the long mm -hmm. run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel like I have to have sweets every day. Yeah. yeah. It's much more worth it to, to honor those cravings throughout the week and throughout uh, just your life as they come. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sure. And, and you can also find balance between, you know, choosing those more whole plant-based um, options and really balancing them out with maybe some more indulgent types of foods. Absolutely. And I feel like that's so good being in America because you do have so many options. Yeah. When I go to Brazil, I, I, I suffer a little bit more because you don't have as many options or like, because there's also a point that I just want to enjoy it and and not really care so, so much. And that's what I think I'm doing in quarantine and it's also working for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that was gonna be my next question actually, is just how yes. have you been navigating, you know, being more at home, not in the studio, more time on your hands. Mm -hmm. How are you dealing with dance and food? Okay, so I am separating, I'm not separating, putting it together, but also accepting what I need from both. I accept that I need from ballet, maybe I won't get really that much better because I don't have the studios, right? So then I want to remain what I have. So I do the same. I, I am listening to my body and to what I need. I eat actually everything. If I want to eat pasta, if I want to eat this, if I want to do that, I don't um, restrict myself. So I'm trying to just really be healthy and understand that if I gain weight, it's also fine. 
I think I think what you're saying uh, that makes a lot of sense is one word that you used was realistic. You're being realistic with yourself. You don't have a studio right now, so you can't expect to progress with your technique in the same way that you might have progressed while you were at the studio and while mm -hmm. you were in your usual routine. And I think the same thing goes with food and body weight. A lot of dancers right now are freaking out. Should they cut calories? Should they restrict? And it's important to realize that a, no, they shouldn't restrict because it will just lead them back onto that cycle of overdoing it, underdoing it, overdoing it. Um, and also B, they should be a little bit more realistic with themselves. You know, mm -hmm. any potential weight gain that happens right now should be the least of any of our concerns while we're going through a, a worldwide a pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, right? it is not about that. Exactly. And that's what I also have been telling myself since the beginning. Because it's like also about embracing who you are because nothing is forever. And this is, like you said, it's the least of our worries. So I'd rather be healthy. Right. You know, the, the period that we're going through right now is a very temporary period. If someone um, is worried that they have gained weight, uh, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be worrying about it. There's much more to worry about right now. We should embrace our body and even changes in our body because change is meant to happen. You know, we're human. As mm -hmm. we age, change does happen, even for dancers. I think sometimes dancers might like to think that we're um, not human, like we're uh, <laughs> ex extraordinary. And I think it's, you know, yeah. sometimes we have to just kind of bring ourselves back down to earth and, you know, have just uh, more of a bit of a grounded mindset. Um, being, I love that you said being realistic with yourself being, and just being patient. You know, this is a, a very difficult time, but we will get through it. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, I love that you said that too, that we think we're superhumans. It's fine, you know, to see these changes. Sure. Sure. Now I have a bit of a logistical question for you. Um, so mm -hmm. if, you, if you were in your performance season right now, you said that you'd like to have bigger dinners. Do you plan your day around your performances like if you had a later performance will you then have a later more of like a recovery type of meal after a performance absolutely yes mm -hmm. because of my other experiences and when I do galas they usually start late sure so I I know that I'm going to eat late as well I am going to eat some people do dinner before a show and they maybe snack Right. I, I like to have dinner and fuel my body as much as possible because I just it works for me. And I feel like that's the only way I'm going to actually feel good in the next day. Like I said, mm -hmm. before. most of the time, the adrenaline, the nerves, the, um, the, the movement kick in. in general really can kick take in. hunger away from a dancer. So it's important to really learn how to plan around that and, uh, you know, bring your pre-performance snacks plan your post-performance dinner, making sure that it's balanced and it's incorporating those complex carbs and a source of protein and healthy fats. So it sounds mm -hmm. like you're doing a really good job with that. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Nayara, I would love to ask you, how would you define what a healthy dancer means to you? Well, I think that because we've talked about a lot of how we deal with it, I think not restricting ourselves mm -hmm. is a healthy dancer. Being able to say, yes, I'm going to have that pizza today and I'll feel, be fine, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I think accepting who you are, 
-hmm. embracing that. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, especially now during COVID. I think a lot of dancers are just because of the extended amount of time that we're out of the studio. Uh, I think a lot of dancers are feeling a bit down and just not mm -hmm. as not as motivated to keep up with the routines that they might be used to. Or sometimes dancers, and I don't know if you can relate to this. I know I can. Sometimes dancers have a very all or nothing mindset. So it's like, I, if you can't do anything, why do anything at all? <laughs> Which is not a good mindset to have. And it's something that even for myself, I've always tried to work on, you know, even little bits of something, a little bit of uh, strength training work at home, mm. working with a TheraBand. Uh, even if 10 to 15 minutes, you know, might not seem like a lot to us if we're used to really being in and out of studios and rehearsals. But for now, because we can't do that, like you said, just keeping moving, even if it's not what you normally do is, is helpful and beneficial. Yeah, I feel like um, exercising definitely takes you out of that place of, oh, I'm down and I don't feel motivated. You know, it gives you that adrenaline and it gives you your heart pumping, your blood, you know, flowing. I think it's very important. Right. And yeah, I, I like it a lot. And like you said, sometimes I, I can, I don't feel like taking ballet class because I'm trying to respect myself as well. Yes. And I do take a yoga class or I take a Pilates class, you know. Mm -hmm. So it is like you said, like every little bit does help. Definitely. Nayar, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you and just hearing your outlook about everything. I love how realistic you are with mm -hmm. your eating and with just planning around your day and with your expectations, especially during right now while we're just stuck at home or we're not really in performing or really in our studios with that full yeah. um, schedule that we're used to. So that was great. And yeah. um, one more thing I love that you said was just your ability to embrace the female body a woman's body and changes that occur, you know, whether that's a dancer going through puberty um, or whether that's a professional dancer who might be home now, not exercising as much. I think it's important to really embrace change and understand that sometimes change is not forever and that it can just be temporary. This is a temporary time that we're all going through. And uh, it's just important to have a very balanced outlook with that. Yeah, and change is not a bad thing. You, maybe you don't feel good now, but it's going to make you stronger later. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nayara, thank you so much for hopping on this chat with me. Thank you so much for having me. That was a pleasure. All right. I'll speak to you soon. I'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye.